Beatbox, beatbox, check, check, check. <laughs> you and your glands. Hello, this is Sean Harwell, and you're listening to the Never Heard of a Podcast. I'm joined today, as always, by Mr. Craig Moorhead. That's me. Craig, how are you? I'm I'm doing fine, Sean. I'm doing fine. Back from a a, a lovely vacation and, oh, that's and good. doing great. How are you? I'm I'm good as well. I'm I'm fighting a little bit of a cold, so I might sound drunker than normal. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm good. I'm excited. You know, we got another mini episode here. Uh, this is episode 30.5, coming on the heels of our very fun talking episode 30 with Nick and Frank from podcasting them softly, where we talked about Abel Ferrar's Fear City and. Yeah, I think that's that's a good episode to listen to and a, and a cool movie to check out when you have the time. For sure. What do we do in these mini-episodes, Craig? Well, generally, Sean, in these mini-episodes, what we like to do is just talk about uh, news of the day, news having to do with movies, things that aren't necessarily tied only to movies that most people have never heard of. Okay, well, let's uh, let's start with actually some TV stuff. <laughs> that sounds great. Just watch the very first teaser for the upcoming Netflix series, Haters Back Off. Now, <laughs> yeah, uh, fun title, obviously. Sorry. A very topical title. And this is based on the YouTube series, Miranda Sings, I think is the mm-hmm. name of the series on YouTube. But uh, the reason I wanted to mention it, because our good buddy and director, Todd Rohal, has directed at least a, one or two episodes of this series, if, if I'm not mistaken. and I believe two, yeah. That's great. And it stars Colleen Ballinger and Steve Little. And uh, If you don't like Steve Little, then I think you should probably stop this podcast right now and go check your, yourself. Yeah. Before you um, wreck yourself. And, yeah, mm-hmm. I was going to say like into a, into a clinic. Oh, but either. it's a very short teaser. Steve is in it. And yeah, it looks interesting. I've only seen brief clips of the YouTube thing, and it's... I think it's designed to be grading. Would you say that's fair? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what? I'm, <laughs> I'm not sure. I, I don't have I, I don't have a, a handle on it just yeah. yet. Uh, I, I heard you know some some behind the scenes stories, which I will not be sharing right now. No, we can't do that. But you know everything sounds like it's it's come out pretty good. That's great. So I'm very eager to see. Well, yeah, and this stuff. Yeah, and from just from this little teaser, it definitely looks it looks like a TV show. It doesn't look like a YouTube show. So, I'm excited sure. about that and it's dropping very soon October 14th on Netflix. So, go check that out. We'll post the teaser. Don't miss it. Yeah. Another TV thing. I just wanted to ask you because this just happened recently, the Emmys. Mm-hmm. And mm. I don't know why, but I swear to god like I cannot think of a single time in my life I've watched the Emmys. Does does that hold interest to you? <laughs> I mean, I feel like I don't. You know, it do, no. just does not. I don't remember seeing people share their excitement for the Emmys on Facebook. Maybe I just wasn't logged on at that time. It feels more of an industry self congratulatory thing than even the Oscars to me. Yeah, I mean, I I, I don't know if I think it's more self congratulatory necessarily than the oscars but no i can't say it's a big draw it's the kind of thing where if i have nothing to do that evening and my wife has <laughs> sure. nothing to do that evening we might turn it on and then eventually we'll turn it off because all anyone's talking about are people's dresses and and it but uh but no it, it really doesn't uh I, I, and i don't know exactly why i don't have a dog in the fight for the oscars either but i'm much more likely to watch the oscars than the emmys well, and I think that's actually part of it, for me anyway, is the increasing number of quality television shows yeah. and outlets for these shows 
the more likely it is for people like me, at least, to not have seen any of them. <laughs> or sure. have. Yeah, I mean, I remember, I think it was the Golden Globes last year, there was a show called The Affair that won, like, best drama, or it was at least nominated and mentioned very highly. I had never yeah. even come close to having a clue what that show was about. It was a complete news to me that this thing existed. And also... Yeah. The timing is a little weird to me. Like, I know Bloodline, I think, picked up a couple awards for their first season, but their second season right. has been out for weeks now. So, yeah. I, you know, there's something about the timing of that that feels weird to me. And now that TV is like such a year round thing, I mean, there's, you know, look, we got a show coming out October 14th. You know, it feels like some of this stuff is past tense already by the time it's being awarded. It does kind of feel like that. And, and, I, and I also get that same sense that you have of maybe the Emmy sprawl. Which it feels like it could happen to the Oscars too, honestly, just just because there's so much yeah. being done all the time and there's so much being ignored because of just the sheer amount of things being made. But um, and I'll tell the story mainly to brag and and you know sort of name drop. But I was nominated for a couple Emmys. That's right, you were. A number of years ago, and the Emmys were for these video documentary shorts that I made uh, for National Geographic and there were a team of us, we were all doing our own things, but we were all kind of one big group and, and all the videos were a part of one particular story, I guess. And so we were all nominated together as mm -hmm. producers and, and editors. And there was a whole ceremony and all that stuff. Obviously it's not televised because nobody <laughs> wants to watch that. <laughs> I mean, nobody. But But did you go but to the ceremony? Oh yeah, I went. Yeah, I went nice. to both. I mean, I was okay. super excited. Well, where? Okay, like, let's pass that up. let's paint the picture here. Where was? Where did this ceremony take place? A ceremony took place in New York City. Okay, and it was the news. I guess news and documentary Emmys. Okay, so it's like I mean, like, like I met Ted Koppel, uh, yeah, John Stewart. Awesome. Did a thing one year. You know, it's like it's like there are people there. It's not. It's not like it's in, at the Holiday Inn. Yeah, off no. Route Nine, but. Uh, <laughs> But but it's also not something that I even knew existed. Like when I found out I was nominated, I thought, "Oh my god, I'm going to the Emmys." Yes. And it wasn't for weeks that I realized, "Oh, there's there's several different Emmys." And uh and that's not the one I'm going to. Did you guys um, win? <clears throat> oh, heck no. See, like I said, screw the Emmys, right? Yeah, I know, I know. That's <laughs> that's how I knew they were out of touch. No, but that that was really the time when I was kind of like, wow, like they're covering a lot of ground here. Like, I mean, like I've never, I would have never known these existed at all. Yeah. So it's interesting. Well, that's nuts. Uh, congratulations on your nomination. I do, you know, there's definite <laughs> value for that. And maybe I phrased it incorrectly when talking about industry self-congratulatory, but I do think, but that's where the value is, like... It's good for your career to be nominated for an Emmy. Oh, it's that's, great for mine, yeah. Yeah, there's I mean that's something that you can hold on to for the rest of your life. It's great. So, yeah. I don't I don't like dismiss anything about that of it, but as no, no, no. like a, a show I want to watch on TV, eh, not so much. Yeah, agreed. Unfortunately, Curtis Hansen passed away. This will be last week by the time you're listening to this. Age 71, it said that he died peacefully in his sleep. I think he had a, a really rare degenerative disease and had been unhealthy for a while. You know, it, it's, it's very sad news. He, he was an interesting career trajectory. It felt like everything happened 
after he was probably 40 something, I mean, you know, if not 50 something, like it was a little bit later in his life, you know, LA Confidential and then Wonder sure. Boys and Eight Mile, um, just a big streak right there. Well, he was Do already you, in his 50s when yeah. he said that. Stride, yeah. yeah. River Wild. And, you know, he started as a writer and, and was a producer as well. Do you have a, uh, a favorite Curtis Hansen movie or just one that you would go revisit? Uh, well, I would definitely revisit L.A. Confidential and the second yeah. Wonder Boys the same. It, it really surprised me when 8 Mile came out mm-hmm. and I saw his name on it. Just because, you know, before I knew what it was even going to be, I was like, he did the Eminem movie? Like, <laughs> I know. What is that going to be? Like, that sounds terrible. And then it's, guess what? It's not terrible. It's definitely um, not terrible. No, it's good. It's definitely not terrible. Uh, although, But I have to say, I have to go back a couple years because I remember watching... In the theater, watching The Hand That Rocks the Cradle. Yes. And The River Wild. Mm. I don't know. There, there, there are very few of these that I wouldn't, that I couldn't find some reason to revisit. Yeah, super entertaining. Yeah. He's got a really pretty solid group of movies here. Well, and really varied. Um, I think, yeah. you know, specifically coming off the hills of, of LA Confidential to go and do Wonder Boys, I mean, that's a pretty big tonal shift. In a lot yeah. of ways, you know, I, I think he could have gone and made a, you know, a movie like Traffic or something like that. That just it would have felt like a really sort of more natural progression. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I'm kind of admire more that he didn't, you know. Um, oh yeah, yeah. I think it's it's really cool. And then he made that movie with Cameron Diaz in her shoes, and uh, that was another kind of curveball as well. Yeah. One movie I want to mention though that was actually brought to my knowledge by noted director in his own right, Craig Zobel. Was this movie from '78 that Curtis Hansen wrote called *The Silent Partner*? It stars Elliot Gould and Christopher Plummer. Have you ever heard of this? No. It's a really cool kind of bank heisty movie. Uh, Elliot Gould is a bank teller for like a bank branch that's in a shopping mall. I think it all takes mm-hmm. place in Canada. And Christopher Plummer comes in. I think he plays like the um, the what do they call it? Salvation Army Santas that's got the bell and the uh, and the bowl, like the little change bowl, you know? Yeah. And. He comes in and L.A. Gold witnesses, or he, he discovers that Christopher Plummer was intending to rob the bank, but for some reason bailed. Yeah. And so he, Elliot Gould, then makes it so that when Christopher Plummer comes back and does rob the bank, he actually gives him like a bag full of nothing. And Gould himself makes off with like $60,000 or something like that. And then Christopher Plummer no figures out what happened and goes after him. And it's just like it's clever. It's got a cool little twist to it. Wow. No, I got to check that out. That sounds great. Yeah. I don't know if it's floating around online anywhere, but seek that out. The silent partner. Yeah. And wait a second. He wrote White Dog, the Samuel Fuller movie. Yeah. yeah which we've, we've mentioned a few times on this program. Well, and, and White God specifically. Yep. Yeah. Interesting. Let's, I guess, dive into the box office, yeah? Let's dive. I don't remember. Did you pick Sully to win uh, uh, <laughs> the second week it was out? I haven't been like, writing down what the predictions are, which I need to start doing right I know. now. Well, I'm so embarrassed by them. Well, exactly. I, I want to wipe them from my memory. <laughs> but I, I also am thinking back to what I said or what I might have said, and like all of my ideas about it are so mushy that I feel like I don't know if I really predicted anything. Like I might have just said... Sully could be it, or that one could be it. Like, I never feel like I really picked one. 
So <laughs> Okay, well, I'm going to hold know. you to it today. Yeah. yeah, I think I went with Blair Witch, and that didn't do too great. I mean, it was a very low budget, so it made... That's, uh, I think yeah. under ten million, and uh, that was surprising. I don't know, man. I thought it was, yeah, I thought it was going to do a little better than that. Uh, Bridget Jones did better than Blair Witch, but didn't do great either. Right. And so Sully had a, Snowden, a good strong. I feel like I probably week. said something about Snowden, but I don't think that. Yeah, yeah, none of those really clicked. It's kind of interesting. No. So we're moving to the weekend of the thirtieth, mm-hmm. and. The big movies coming out, we got Deepwater Horizon, this action drama about the uh, the oil tanker, or they don't call that a tanker, what do they call those? Uh, <laughs> the stations. Like the, yeah, in the, the uh, offshore yeah. drilling station. There you go, thing. the explosion. Yep. And then Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children, based on the book, mm-hmm. directed by Tim Burton, starring Eva Green and some of his regulars. Mm-hmm. And... A big holdover from the week before would be The Magnificent Seven, I think, as well as the animated comedy of Storks. Mm-hmm. Smaller movies coming out the 30th, you've got Masterminds, which is the Jared Hess-directed comedy with uh, Galifianakis, Kristen Wiig, Owen Wilson, Jason Sudeikis. Our buddies uh, Danny McBride and Jody Hill had a hand in the screenplay at one point. And this movie, unfortunately, got pushed around and pushed back because of uh, relativity the studio I think filed for bankruptcy and everything. So this is one of their last releases, I believe. So I don't know. I, I, you know, I love Jared Hess and I'm always interested in seeing what he does. I don't know how that will do with box office against the other two things. And then one other movie I wanted to mention was American Honey, which I think stars Shia LaBeouf and some other young actors that I'm not that familiar with. But I do know the directors, Andrea Arnold is a British woman who did great movie called Fish Tank. Michael Fassbender, one of the first things I ever saw him in. And then she did a, um, a reboot of Wuthering Heights and a couple other things. Yeah. And, oh, man, she's she's really, really good. And this movie's getting great reviews. But, again, it'll be limited release. Sure. Well, so, yeah. And since you think you watched over actual predictions last time, I want you to come in strong and hard okay. and commit. I'm going I'm, I'm to do it. Okay. And you're going to nail it. I can feel it already. One movie I want to bring up right now, and I don't even know how to pronounce it, because I haven't seen a single ad for this until I just was looking on IMDb right now. I'm going to guess it's Queen of Cotway. I see it here. It's a sports drama is what Box Office Mojo calls it. Is it a sports drama? I don't know anything about this. Okay. Uh, That's what they've got listed as a genre. It's a Disney movie. Yep. It's got uh, Mira Nair directed it. Let's see. She did Vanity Fair, which I I, I know as well. Mm -hmm. Monsoon Wedding Mm -hmm. uh, was hers. Mississippi Masala was really good. Why Why do I not even know this exists? Good cast, too. You got Lupita uh, Nyong'o, who I'm sure yeah. I butchered her last name, and David Oliolo um, from Selma, yeah. who he's terrific. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's great. I'm feeling, I'm feeling uh, outraged. I, I wish I'd heard about this yeah. already. Meanwhile, in my limited TV watching, I've seen so many previews for Deepwater Horizon. They're really pushing that. Yeah, well, maybe, maybe that's part of the problem. Maybe I just haven't been watching enough TV lately because I haven't seen... I watched a trailer for that a while back, but I haven't seen it uh, otherwise. Like, yeah. I haven't seen it on TV. Peter Berg, but, I mean, it's Kurt Russell, Mark Wahlberg. I mean, yeah, man, it's tough. I mean, you know, you got to look at this and you got to say, w- will Magnificent Seven have punched its way in? I mean, you've got some great people writing it. Anton Fuqua has made at least a couple of my favorite action movies. You, you got a really strong cast there. Super strong cast. That could be that could be a lot of fun. I remember watching the trailer and thinking that's something. Mm-hmm. Storks, you would expect, would just be you know it, like it's, it'll go through the roof because it's a kids animated movie. I've seen a lot of the trailers; it, it, it hasn't appealed to me. But let, neither did 
Secret Life of Cats and Dogs or whatever, and that, you know, that didn't hurt yeah. too bad. And there's not much else hanging around no, still for that. There's really crowd. not. Not taking the kids to Magnificent Seven. <laughs> or Deepwater Horizon for that matter. Oh man. You wuss. Peregrine's home for peculiar children. I know, I know, I am. I actually liked so the trailer for that. I thought it was pretty good. For which one? Peregrine's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? I, I think it does look good. And I, and I was trying to uh, figure out how dark a movie it is. Like, yeah, I can't tell. I don't know. At all. Like, like there are parts of it that seem kind of especially dark. I mean, clearly up Tim Burton's alley. Oh, man. And, down, and yeah. it doesn't look doesn't look quite as as sort of overdone as as I guess the, the the first Alice in Wonderland movie did to me. Yeah. Like it looks it looks kind of rooted in something. Like it looks really interesting. And it's got uh Rupert Everett from Comfort of Strangers in there. Yeah. Who we yeah. haven't seen in a while. Yeah. And maybe there's a similar ending. <laughs> so <laughs> and as much as I hate to say it, I I don't see Masterminds blowing up the box office mainly because I feel like for whatever reason, people have decided to, to ignore Jared Hess. Yeah. And every time he makes a movie, I like it. So, I, I, like, I wish it would be the big one. Yeah. But I, well, for some he, reason, I, I mean, come it. on. He hit the lottery right out of the gate. So, he did. He yeah. did. I'm going to just say probably Deepwater Horizon. If Magnificent Seven is at number one, it'll probably be Deepwater Horizon. Okay. You want to go? Let's and the let's do a in my top. Voice is because I know I'm wrong. Right. Let's do a top yeah. four since we do have some big movies. Okay. There's at least four big movies. Five if you count Sully hanging around. Let's mm-hmm. let's put them in order. One of the four. Okay. You you say Deepwater first. I say probably Deepwater. Okay. Two. Two for me uh, will be Magnificent Seven. Okay. I mean, honestly, what am I talking about? Storks will probably be higher. Could be. Like Storks will probably be number two. I'm going to say Deepwater Rising, Storks, Magnificent Seven, and then Peregrines. Okay. And then Sully down in five? Yeah. I do think Magnificent Seven, you have the Chris Pratt factor, mm. and he's a big draw right now. I like your Deepwater Horizon pick, but um, I'm going to say Magnificent Seven will hold on just because we'll need something to laugh at um, mm. after I make this prediction. So I'll go Magnificent Seven. <laughs> Deepwater, I'll do Storks and then Sully, and then I think I think Miss Peregrines is just gonna not find quite the footing with everything else that's out there. Yeah, I agree. So we'll see. Like as always, we'll be back to tell you nothing at all about how wrong we were. We'll just let you yeah, figure it out yourself. None of this will be of any consequence. <laughs> but actually, we'll be back next time with another full-bodied episode where we're talking about the 1973 pseudo horror, kind of horror. Really not a horror movie. Nothing but the night from noted production company Hammer Films. stars Peter Cushing and Christopher Lee. And Mm -hmm. if nothing else, I highly recommend you watch the last 10 minutes of this movie on Amazon Prime. I I think you'll enjoy it out of context, in context, um, zero context, or (laughs) you can make up your own context. Yeah. I I think... (laughs) It is it is something to behold, and we're going to definitely talk about it on that episode. And uh, yeah, we look forward to having you join us for that. We really do. As always, you can find us online. Never heard of a podcast. Neverheardpodcast.com. Is that our website? Neverheardpodcast.com. I'll take you everywhere else you need to go. Go subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, wherever else you want to subscribe. Reviews are always Mm -hmm. nice, but not necessary. Feel free to hit us up on Facebook and uh, like the page. And yeah, yeah, you know. 
Yeah. All, all that fun Talk stuff. Talk back to us. Talk some smack. 